Welcome. We're so glad you joined us for this week's podcast from Pursuit City Church in Corpus Christi, Texas. Our prayer is that you are both encouraged and challenged in your relationship with Jesus. If you need prayer or want to share a story about what God has done in your life, please send an email to amen at pursuitcc.com. Be blessed with today's message. The book of Joshua chapter 7 and verse 1. We're going to do the whole chapter this morning. This is our final uh, message in our series for relationships called From This Day Forward. And I'm going to come at it this morning from a completely different angle, a uh, completely different viewpoint, because this final topic first of all let's review real quick we've talked about fighting fair right how many of you enjoyed that one fighting fair gotta learn to fight fair we've talked about having fun right gotta have fun right y'all remember that one some of y'all need help you remember that one (laughs) Uh, we talked about seeking God right you gotta make sure that he's your number one so you can love your number two the right way. And then uh, last week, uh, we talked about... And what did we talk about last week? We got it ready. <laughs> you remember? Y'all yep, pay attention. And I forgot, my brain's dead. Um, but this week, we're talking about staying pure. Staying pure. There's, and we're going to read about it. There's victory in purity. You want victory in your life, you want victory in your relationships, you want victory in your marriage, you gotta stay pure. Can I get an amen this morning? Joshua 7 verse 1, it says, But Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. Right before this chapter, I'm not gonna read the previous chapter, we should all know the story was the battle of Jericho where God told Joshua to go take the city of Jericho and the city of Jericho had walls and they marched around the walls and the walls fell you know they did that whole thing they blew the trumpets yelled and all that stuff and guess what God gave them the victory and they followed everything God said to do and that's what gave them the victory it wasn't just that they did what they did it was that they did what they did in obedience right And so because they did what they did in obedience, God blessed them the way he said he would. And so in chapter 7, they're about to go take another city. And this time, though, it says, but Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan had stolen some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan was the son of Carmi. A descendant of Zimri, son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah. Joshua sent some of his men from Jericho to spy out the town of Ai, east of Bethel, near Bethaven. When they returned, they told Joshua, there's no need for all of us to go up there. It won't take more than two or three thousand men to attack Ai. Since there are so few of them, don't make all of our people struggle to go up there. So approximately three thousand warriors sent but they sound that they were soundly defeated. The men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear, and this turn of events and their courage melted away. Joshua and the elders of Israel 
tore their clothing in dismay, threw dust on their heads, and bowed face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. Then Joshua cried out, O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you are going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. I want you to know that right there. If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say now that Israel has fled from its enemies? For when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? But the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. I'm going to stop right there. This is powerful because God gave some clear instructions to Joshua, to the entire armies of Israel. He gave some clear instructions on what they were allowed to take and what they had to set apart for God. Okay? He gave some clear instructions on what they were to touch and what they were to leave alone. And he gave some clear instructions on what they were to destroy. And somebody disobeyed. Somebody took what belonged to God, what was supposed to be set apart to God. He took that and hid it in his own belongings, hid it in his own tent. And no one knew because they got to keep everyone accountable. So they would check everyone. Hey, did you do this? Hey, did you make sure to do that? Hey, did you make sure? He, everybody said yes, 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 yes. So this person that did it, he, he, he said, no, 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 we, we did what we were told. And he concealed, he hid the fact that he was actually hiding what was supposed to be set apart for God. So because of his disobedience, what should have been an easy victory, what should have been something so easy for just a few thousand of his men to do, they were pushed back. And not only pushed back, but they were running for their lives. And not only running for their lives, they, they ran like little girls. They, they, just, they, they were scared. Something came over them. They had fear all of a sudden. All of a sudden, all their courage, the Bible said, melted away. It was like they no longer believed that, they, that God was with them. They no longer believed that they had faith anymore. They had no longer believed they had purpose. And so their faith completely melted away. Their courage completely melted away. And they were no longer confident in why they were there to the point that Joshua is on his face throwing dust on his body he's on the ground face down why this happened why this happened? why 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 he's crying he's doing all this stuff right and God is like what are you doing why are you on your face you're acting like I left you and then he starts saying stuff like we should have just been happy with where we were 
We should, we, should, we, we should never have gone this direction. We should never have, anybody ever said that? Oh, we should have never tried this. We, never, we should have never tried that. We, never, we should have never attempted this. We, ne we should have never attempted that because it didn't work out the way we expected it to work out. And, and we start questioning our motives. We start questioning our decisions. We start questioning God. We start questioning whether we're in God's will. We start questioning whether we're in God's purpose. You start questioning your wife. You start questioning your husband. You start questioning everything that you set out to do. Why? Because of one defeat, you start questioning your whole life. Anybody ever been there? Oh my God, I got fired. I must be doing completely the wrong thing in my life. I must never have done this. I should have never done that. And you start going through your whole list of things you did in the past six months and you start analyzing and analyzing, trying to figure out what did I do wrong? Something that should have been so easy was taken away so fast. And so Joshua is on his face crying like a little baby and God is like, you don't get it. The victory wasn't supposed to come because you're good. You're not that good. You know, there, there's a saying in, in sports, right? There's a saying in sports. You're only as good as your last game, right? There's that saying. You're, you're only as good as your last at bat. Oh, man, the hazards of preaching outside. What is that thing? <laughs> I almost went in my mouth, bro. Did you catch that? <laughs> murder hornets. A murder hornet. Watch out. I got something for you, murder hornet. What was I saying? Jeez. Hornet messing he's not me that, up. He's not that good. He's not that good. You're only as good as your last game. There I am right there. You're only as good as your last message, right? <laughs> There's a saying in sports. Is you're only as good as your last at bat. You're only as good as your last shot. You're only... And so Joshua's coming off this incredible high. He's coming off this incredible victory. And he's thinking he's the best warrior ever. He just took down Jericho and he didn't have to even swing a sword. All he did was yell at it. Right? That's what happened at Jericho. They blew trumpets. They yelled at it. They marched for seven days. They didn't even swing a sword and everything began to fall into place. It was perfect. The victory was incredible. And then here they come to this small little town of AI and they get crushed. They get destroyed. And he starts going into this hissy fit trying to figure out what's wrong with his life because of one little small failure. Anybody relate to that? You start questioning. You start questioning your spouse. You start questioning their trust. You start questioning everything about them. Why? Because they messed up one time. And, and they, they told one lie and they messed up. Can I, I'm not even going to sit on that too long. Right? And they did one thing wrong and now I don't trust you at all. Right? And you get into that mode. It's so easy to get into that mode. Right? It's like we forget the victories. We forget what God has done. We forget the good stuff. We forget everything that happened beforehand. And so here's Joshua. And God's like, dude, what are you doing on the ground? Get up. Let me tell you why you lost. Because here's the other thing you got to notice. Joshua never even asked God why he lost. He just started complaining. 
Don't honk if you, that relates to you. But we do that. We just start complaining. We just start going into every reason possible of, you know, everything's messed up. My life's a mess. And, and, and we don't even ask the question, where can I correct? What can I fix? We just start complaining about what's broken. And so God has to step in and says, you don't get it. The reason you lost had nothing to do with your abilities. The reason you lost is because someone disobeyed. Someone didn't follow the instruction. Someone lied. Someone concealed and someone was holding sin in their heart. This is a very real topic, a very real part of relationship. This is a very real and very important aspect of it all. You've got to learn that God does expect of you to stay pure. That God does expect of you to live righteously. Does he know that you're going to fall and mess up and make mistakes? Absolutely. But that's not what happened here. This guy didn't make a mistake. We're going to read on. We're going to find out how he intentionally went about things. And I want you to ask yourself this question. If there's anything in your life that you would count as sin, you need to ask yourself this question. Is it a mistake? Or is it a habit? Because there's a difference. Mistakes are mistakes. We make mistakes all the time. You probably will make a mistake every single day. That's just the way life is. We are imperfect. But there's a difference between a mistake and a habit. A habit is something you try to hide. A habit is something you try to conceal. A habit is something that you hold on tight, that you don't let people know, that you cover up, and you hope that it never comes to bite you in the butt. That's a habit. And the habits are what causes the failures. The habits are what causes the wars to be lost, the battles to be lost. Amen? So let's read on a little further. Man, did I walk that far away from you? <laughs> Got to get used to the big stage. In verse 13, God yells, get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. I want to say that very clear. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. You will never defeat those things that come against you until you remove these things from among you. I want to say it one last time. You will never defeat those things that come against you until you remove these things from among you. What may be coming against you may be different for every single one of you. Maybe it's family issues. Maybe it's money issues. Whatever the case may be, you will never defeat those things that come against you until you remove these things from among you. Can I get an amen? 
If you can't say amen, say ouch. Verse 14, in the morning you must present yourselves by tribes and the Lord will point out the tribe to which the guilty man belongs. The tribe must come forward with its clans and the Lord will point out the guilty clan. The clan will then come forward and the Lord will point out the guilty family. Finally, each member of the family, the guilty family must come forward and one by one. The one who has stolen what was set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire along with everything he has for he has broken the covenant of the lord and has done a horrible thing in israel if you can't say amen say ouch it's gonna burn up verse 16 early the next morning joshua brought the tribes of israel before the lord and the tribe of judah was singled out the clans of judah came forward and the clan of zero was singled out and the families of zero came forward and the family of zimri came was singled out you get the point verse 19 then joshua said to achan my son give glory to the lord the god of israel by telling the truth oh man that hurts how do you give glory to the lord in this situation by telling the truth make your confession and tell me what you have done don't hide it from me verse 20 so achan replied it is true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 silver coins, and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest. Wow. Joshua went and discovered Achan was telling the truth about this, all the stuff that he wanted, all the gold, the silver, the robes, the jewels, all this stuff, all these things that he thought he wanted. He knew he shouldn't have, but he took it anyways. He went and took it to his tent. He dug a hole under his tent and he buried it. And he even buried the silver even deeper than everything else because he figured if they find this stuff, they'll never find the silver. So he thought he could at least keep that stuff because he knew it would probably be found out. Verse 22, so Joshua sent some men to take, make a search. They ran into the tent and found the stolen goods hidden there, just as Achan had said with the silver buried beneath the rest. They took the things from the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites. Then they laid them on the ground in the presence of the Lord. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the silver, the robe, the bar of gold, his sons, daughters, cattle, donkey, sheep, goat, tent, and everything he had, and brought them to the valley of Achor. Then Joshua said to Achan, why have you brought trouble on us? Oh, that's a harsh question right there. Because what Achan didn't realize is that it wasn't just bringing trouble on Achan and his family. It was bringing trouble on the entire nation. It was bringing trouble on everyone he knew, on everyone he called friend, on everyone he called family, on everyone that he called brother. He was bringing trouble on everyone. And so Joshua says, why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burned their bodies. They piled a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. That is why the place has been called the Valley of Trouble ever since so. The Lord was no longer angry. Such a crazy story. Such a brutal way to end. Such a brutal way to die. But what the example was about Achan 
taught the entire nation that if we really want to see victory, we got to remain pure. If we really want to see victory in our families, if we really want to see victory in our lives, if we really want to see victories in our children, if we really want to see victories in our relationships, we have to remain pure. What does that mean? You never mess up? No, no, no. You just kill your habits. Kill your habits. You see, Aiken didn't make a mistake. He made a decision. And that decision was very thought out. That decision was very planned because that decision took him from just going, I'm going to take one piece of silver to, you know what, let me take the robe. Let me take the 20 pieces of silver. Let me take the gold bar. Let me take all this stuff because guess what? I want it all. There was something in his heart that was wrong, that was impure. There was something in his heart that he not had not yet dealt with. And that thing in his heart caused him to fulfill his desires and that desire brought trouble to the entire nation if one man's indiscretion can bring trouble on an entire nation what can one person's indiscretion bring on a family think about that think about that we talked about it early on there's a saying that says you may think the grass is greener on the other side, but that's just because you haven't watered yours, right? You've got to take care of what God has given you. You've got to honor what God has given you. You've got to respect what God has given you. You've got to love what God has given you. You've got to nurture what God has given you. For some reason, Achan thought he, he should have more than what he already had. And instead of working for it, he stole it. Let me tell you something. You cannot go around thinking that you deserve more than what God has given you. Has God not that good to you that he won't give you the desires of your heart? Of course he will. You're just too impatient. You go and take it for yourself. And so I'm telling you this morning, there will be no victory in your life. There will be no victory in your relationships. There will be no victory in your future unless there is purity present in the process. You've got to let the Lord deal with those areas of your life. We read it in Psalm 32 this morning. That guilt will weigh you down. That shame will weigh you down. All that, that indiscretion will weigh you down. And you may think, oh, God will never understand. I can never take this to God. But guess what? The moment that you bring it to him, what happens? He takes that guilt and he throws it. He takes the shame. He throws it. And you know what happens after that? You become free again. You become light again. You become whole again. And you find that God is your protector. You find that God is your friend. You find that God is the person that is there for you no matter what. He picks you up in those situations. He doesn't knock you down. The ones who conceal knocks you down. It's the ones who conceal the ones who try to hide it, the, the ones who try to push it away and pretend it's not there. Those are the ones that get pushed down. Because instead of Achan coming forward and saying, hey, I did this before they went to battle, he let them go and he let them lose. And then he still tried to hide it. He, he didn't come forward. He knew. You don't think these Israelites knew? Man, they knew. They knew how this worked. It had nothing to do with how good they were at battle. They knew that they had to have the presence of the Lord with them. And God will not bless impurity. 
God will not bless the indiscretion. He only blesses confessions. He only blesses righteousness. Does it mean God won't be good to you even in your dark days? Absolutely not. God is always good. But if you want to see victory, you got to remain pure. You got to keep pure. You got to keep the righteousness at the forefront. Can I get an amen this morning? You might have things in your past that you're not proud of. Guess what? Leave them in their past. They don't belong in your present. They don't belong in your future. You might have things going on in your life right now that you're not sure how to break free from. I can almost guarantee it's tied to your past. I can almost guarantee you if you're struggling with something this morning that you don't know how to break free of, it's a symptom. It's not the cause. Thank you for joining us this week. Our vision is to plant churches that are life changing. If you would like to support this ministry, you can easily do so by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets using at PursuitCC. Have a blessed day.